Knox Life Podcast is what you are now tuned into. Let's get it. That's right. Let's get it. The Hard Knocks Life is brought to you by FourRoofsTX.com. Go to FourRoofsTX.com and get an estimate today. Get a new roof. Everybody needs one. Make sure you tell them Hardball Hard sent you. And again, welcome to the Hard Knocks Life and another editions with Monday with Coach Spavital, Jake Spavital, the head coach of the Texas State Bobcats. They're coming off a very disappointing loss in Michigan, Eastern Michigan, where they lost 59 to 21. And they went to the off off week where they can regroup and get everything going. And this week they are at home again versus the University of Southern South Alabama, another tough opponent. There, uh, South Alabama is three and one coming into this week, and I know that you got your hands full again, Coach. Coach, once again, thank you for joining me on the Hard Knocks Life Mondays with Coach Spavital. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. How you been? I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. I went to your neck of the woods this past weekend. I drove up to Oklahoma, saw everything from cows to horses to dispensaries to everything. I was like, oh, first thing you do when you drive in, you get to see a casino and there's like 957 casinos everywhere. Oh, I didn't take my chances on losing my money, but I thought about yeah, it. Yeah, They'll get you with that Annie too. Now. <laughs> oh, for sure. Annie, every single time you play a hand of blackjack, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, good to be back on with you. I know I, I opened up with the, we want to recap Eastern Michigan. It didn't go the way that you had planned. And I don't think anybody planned for it to be a 59 to 21 uh, defeat. But what uh what was the trip like, number one, getting up there, traveling all the way to, what is it, Calypso or what? Yeah, <laughs> Beirut. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, no, it was an interesting week. You know, like you, you come off the Incarnate Word week and, and we went through a bunch of issues with, you know, injuries and COVID and, and we started to get everybody back that week. Like we ended up flying five kids commercially the day of the game just to get some backup uh, uh, some depth back. Um, but, you know, it's just, it was a unique week of practice. You know, we had 20, uh, it was around 24 guys that were out with injuries and everything. And, uh, you know, like this bye week is coming out at a perfect time. You know, like we were, we were sitting there, our stinger was a little bit bent after the incarnate word game. Uh, you go out there, you travel all the way up to Detroit. You got a two o'clock kickoff East coast time. Uh, and then you're working through the ups and downs of just kind of the depth and issues of that. And, and I thought our execution was, uh, was very poor in this game. And, and uh, we were never like really in the game, you know, it's like they, they, they capitalized, they scored. We were having trouble on third down offensively and defensively uh, their yards per play were so much more explosive than us. Um, and, and then you sit there and, and you, and you watch our team and, and how we ended up, you know, playing that game. And, and I feel like, I feel like we're like in a mental block and you probably know some of this too, just playing baseball and everything. Um, you know, like I've, I've told them, like, what's the difference of the first two games and the last two games of the season that we played? We played four of them. You know, the first two games, like we were having great week of preparation and it was translating to the field. And then these last two games, they're having great, you know, preparation, but it's not, you know, you know, translating to the field. I feel like we're pressing a little bit. I think we're kind of expecting bad things to happen instead of expecting good mm -hmm. things to happen. And and, uh, you know, just I thought Eastern Michigan was a very quality team. And I, I thought we did some uncharacteristic stuff where I felt like we were pressing and trying to make plays instead of actually just doing our job and playing one play at a time. You know, that whole coaching cliche of one play at a time is so true. Uh, you know, like, and we, and we uh, I felt like we just, uh, 
you know, we didn't we didn't execute the way we needed to. I thought Eastern Michigan, you know, got after us physically. Uh, and, you know, I, I think the transparency in our locker room right now, like I, I got off the field uh, and you walk in a locker room and our kids were addressing the issues, you know, so like I feel like we have the leadership and we have, you know, our, our kids are still in a good spot. We've got to find a way to get over this mental block and have this translate to the field and and uh, do the things that I know they're capable of doing, the things that they practice all week, make sure that that's translating and uh, and they're executing at a high level. Yeah, and you, you were talking about the struggles on third down, both offensively and defensively. You guys were three of 11 and they were th 11 of 15. So they kept extending those drives. And when you extend those drives, it kind of goes into the uh, – time of possession type of situation too, where they could control the clock. They had it for 34 minutes and 33 seconds. And you guys only had it for 25, 27. Uh, when you go into when, after that week, you know, you got out gained, you, you you're sitting there. And just like you said, you start thinking, you're looking at the players and they're thinking, what else can go wrong? What, what else is happening? Exactly. You know, what do we need to do next? And, and so the bye week came at a right time. You sat back and what does, Coach Spavital, besides the recruiting aspect of it, because I know you went out and saw some players and trying to get some things done to kind of keep enhancing this roster. But when you're going into this off week, knowing some of the things that the team is going through as a coach, what do you kind of do for yourself, your staff, and then your team? Well, you know, like Sunday, you know, it was really Saturday night and Sunday, you're searching, you know, you're trying to figure out, why it's not translating. And we made a cut up for the team on Sunday of, and it was, it, it kind of blew my mind a little bit, you know, cause like we're showing them in their Tuesday and Wednesday practices, repping the same plays and the same calls right, and then executing it clean and then taking the same exact plays and same scenarios and same calls and everything in the game and them not doing their job, you know? And so you're trying to like, all right, there's a disconnect right there, you know, and, and you bring in, so like we, we have great relationships with our kids and you bring in the leadership council, you're talking to the captains, you're talking to, you know, individual meetings, one-on-ones, you got your, uh, your, your position coaches are talking to their players and you kind of like go through, you know, like, what why is it not translating? And a lot of it is, is that, you know, when one bad thing happens, you know, they're expecting more bad things to happen. And it's kind of like that Murphy's law that, you know, we've, we've got to get past that. And it's also, you know, I feel like they're playing, you know, they're putting too much pressure on themselves to, to make plays. And that, that's kind of where it's at with it. So it's like, okay, you know, you sit there, they, they're, they're in good spirits. Uh, they, they understand where they, like where they're standing right now as a team and as a, as a position player, you know, and, and it's just like, okay, they're practicing well, they've got great energy. You know, they're doing the right things. They're showing up They're They're putting the work in. Uh, so where's the disconnect at, you know, and, and why is it not translating to the field? And, and that's why we spent all day on like, you know, really, you know, Sunday and Monday, it was just the individual meetings. And then we went back to work on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and, and practiced and just, and I, I thought we got a lot of quality work in, right. And, and it allows us to get ahead too on, you know, South Alabama, but like, it was more kind of internally for us on why it's not translating. And, and, uh, you know, you sit there and I, I watched probably 25 teams, you know, in the bye week. I was just seeing like what other teams are doing on third downs, what other teams are, you know, doing to be more efficient and all that. And, you know, we all run the same plays to a certain right. extent, you know, and, and, uh, and, and that was kind of pleasing to see for me, like we're, we're at least putting them in the right positions, but like, why, like, how can we get their confidence back? How can we get, you know, the, the translation from practice to the game? And, and that's what we've been doing all week is just making sure that, 
Like, you know, like the kids are in a good spot. The coaching staff's in a good spot. We keep showing up. We keep working. But, you know, we've got to get to the point where we cut it loose. We don't press and we just go out there and have some fun and make some plays with this because we're putting I feel like they're putting too much pressure on themselves at times. You know, I think the reason why we're not good on third down is because it's third down. Right. You know, like they're sitting there like, oh, I got to make a play. You know, I got to double it. I got to be in the perfect call. I got to do this. No, like they just need to relax and go out there and play and and do what they did on the first and second down. Like we get them in the third down, you know, they're just right. executing, you know, and, and uh, I'm telling you, it's hard, Marge, you know, like, as you, as you probably know, there's a lot of psychology that goes in this game. You know, like if, if there was now there's, there's times too, where like this guy just completely beat us. You know, right. I get that. And I'm at peace with that. And, you know, like they, they beat you on that play, show back up, you're in the right position and everything. But the ones where they're busting assignments on things that they practice right all week, we've got to get past that mental block, you know, and I've got, you know, sports psychologists coming in and, and talking and I got one this uh, one this afternoon uh, coming in as well, you know, just to, to talk with the team and, and, and just kind of get, you know, really our mojo back. And, uh, uh, this bye week again came at a perfect time, you know, yeah. like we're, we're health, we're healthier. We're getting some guys back, you know, and, and we're addressing some of the issues of, of what we got to try to do. So bye week is, it was, was really good for us, really beneficial for us, you know, and uh, let's, let's see if we can have a good week of preparation and let that translate to the field on Saturday. Well, you're getting a chance to play back at home. So that's always good. You get some support and you get some people back around in your corner to kind of pull for you. But you brought it up, you talked about the injuries, you talked a little bit about the COVID situation. And, and is this being, you know, 2021 where things are, are like I end the show, don't believe everything you see because even salt looks like sugar. So you true. sit there and you, you say, hey, okay, is this a false positive? This dude's been vaccinated. You know, how do you, how do you as a coach, I know it's kind of out of your hands. It's more about the school and the, the policies within the league. But how do you as a coach realize, hey, man, this dude isn't even sick. I mean, he's got everything right. Can we test him again? How many tests are you allowed to take during the week to make sure that your, your kid is actually clean? Yeah, if, if you test, it's 72 hours before kick. Okay. And, and um, you know, there's there's a lot of moving parts of this. You know, like we've, we've had a good amount of our guys that were vaccinated. Like we ended up having like around, I think it was about uh, 18 kids that were non-vaxxed out of our 120. So it's, it's not like, you know, crazy, but like what happened was sometimes you get a bad case of, of, of tests, you know, and sometimes like, you know, they're like the thing that is like, it is going around, you know, yeah. and actually had to th think about, you know, re like, you know, social distancing and making sure that we're not keeping these guys in and confined areas for a long time. And, and we normally don't do that, but like, you know, like it, it, some of it is, is pretty tough to, to control, you know, especially like when you get everybody on a plane, you may have one person on there, but you better be masked up. But like, you know, there's still a chance that it could spread. Right. You know, we had a lot of vaccinated kids end up coming back sick, you know, and and it and we know that it's it's happening across the entire country. I've talked to all sorts of different coaches, you know, about it and, and everybody's going to to it to a certain degree, like not not to the extent that we went through. Right. We had so many out at once, but like everybody's having like a guy out here and there, you know, just randomly due to this. And and, uh, you know, it's just the times we're in, you know, um, I, I think that, you know, you're sitting there and I was doing the roster management deal this morning. And, you know, like I added 15 guys back into practice today. So I kind of come fired up for it. You know? Right. right. <laughs> you, know, you just you just got to work your way through it. You know, there's injuries that occur because it is a violent game. And, and then, of course, you have COVID on there. And you just got to understand that, like, some of these tests could be, like, they could be positive, you know, like, they could be a, a, be a negative, but, like, it right. comes back 
positive test and you just kind of deal with it because they're they're in that position so you handle it the best you can you know you got to be optimistic about it like you just try to work your way through the scenarios the issue was it's like there was uh, a lot of backup tests like uh you know, there's there's so many testing going on right now in our community that, you know, the testing results come back not in a very timely manner. And and what happened was we were about to get on a on a plane, uh, you know, to eastern Michigan. And, you know, that next thing you know, it's like, all right, hey, we're going to have to rapid test kids, you know, because they can't right. get on a plane unless they have it. So there, there's a lot of moving parts with it. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, like it's it is what it is. You know, no one no one cares Right. what's going on you know it's just you either win or lose and we got to be able to make sure that we put our kids in the right position and go out there and execute the plays that we always execute yeah it's a it's a trying time for everyone actually where you're trying to find that perfect balance and making sure that everybody is safe but you're still trying to win games because you still got that in your mind and it's in it's in the forefront of everyone at the university across the country. I mean, every university is like, oh, okay, fine. Just go out there and win the game. I don't care what else is going on. We need a dub. You know what I'm saying? So I totally get it. But coming in to uh, the stadium this weekend, USA, you know, Southern South Alabama is coming in and they're three and one. They got Kareem Walker. The running back is, is looks like a load and Jake Bentley from Southern, I mean, not Southern Cal, but from uh, South Carolina. I remember that kid. He was a, in the SEC doing big things, and now he's in the Sun Belt. Tell us a little bit about what you've seen from USA. Yeah, I think it's a really good program right now. I, I think Coach Womack's done or like kind of sparked that place right now, and, and they're playing uh, extremely well defense right now, and they're starting to play complimentary football. You know, they're 3-1. and one. You know, last week they lost Louisiana, and they probably should have won that. You know, they, they ended up losing 20-18. to 18. They missed uh, two extra points. Uh, they they ended up going for two and missing it, and then they missed a field goal with a minute left uh, to win the game. You know, so you know they they're right in there. You know, the thing about them is they fight, and um, you know they were down twenty nothing in that game, and they ended up working their way back into it. You know, they're down versus Bowling Green, and they worked their way back and won. They're down versus Alcorn State, they ended up working their way back and won the game. So you know, it, I think there's uh, I, I think this program keeps getting better. Uh, you know, they've, they've done a really good job with their facilities and their upgrades and just the recruiting and, and where they're at. And, uh, you know, they've got some energy right now and uh, it's going to be a great challenge for us. I, I think we're excited to be back in, uh, in Bobcat Stadium, back in the WAC and and uh, just be back at home in general and, and, and be healthier and, and be able to go out there and uh, take a shot at these guys. It's going to be a tough challenge. But like after watching college football all, that, all of Saturday, like anything's wide open right now. <laughs> anybody, can, anybody can win and anybody can lose on any given Saturday right now. And uh, our kids know that. And uh, we got to go out there and we've got to play clean football. We got to execute and play together. And you got a chance to win every single game moving forward. Six o'clock back at the whack, going to pack the place. Hey, before I let you go, Coach, I wanted to ask you about your good buddy, Cliff Kingsbury, 4-0. Big win yesterday as they take down the mighty Los Angeles Rams. I, I mean, Rams are my Super Bowl pick, but I'm starting to look at Cliff and that team. And one thing that they've started to do a lot better of is, is play some defense. But it's hard to beat Kyler Murray, baby. It's kind, of, it's kind of hard to beat Kyler Murray, and you know him well. So, what are your thoughts on Cliff and Kyler and the way that the Arizona Cardinals are playing? Yeah, I, I talked to Cliff this morning, man. He's just so proud of how like, how hard they play. <laughs> you know, like uh, you, you talk about the defense, man, and it, like you just watch them. They're striking people out there. You know, like they're aggressive. They're making plays, and they're and they're playing well together. You know, um, 
Like, you know, they're like the defense is getting the ball back to the offense and the offense is capitalized on it. You, you know, you beat a really good Rams team 37 to 20, you know, like yeah. uh, that doesn't happen very often in that league. <laughs> just, they, they played extremely well. And, you know, like I, th I think you you look at, you know, the NFL football and, you know, anything is anything can change at any given moment. Like I still think his division's really tough with the 49ers and the, and the Rams and, and the Seahawks. You know, you got you got a lot of tough games ahead of you. And and um, the main thing is, is you got to take it one game at a time. And I, I think they're doing that. I think Kyler's playing at an extremely high level. They're probably one of the best offenses statistically in the NFL right now. Behind uh, my Cowboys. Yeah, they are. The Cowboys. <laughs> I, give that. I give you that. But, uh, you know, I think they play like January 2nd or 3rd. If, yeah, uh, yeah, if, uh, yeah. Arizona and, and the Cowboys. So I got to go yeah. up there. In, in Dallas, too. In, in Dallas. Dallas. No, yeah. I've already got that one marked. <laughs> I mean, it's fun to watch, man. I, I get nervous watching. Like, I don't get nervous watching games or even calling games, but I get nervous watching Cliff play, man, because I want him to do so well. And, uh, just to see, you know, all the hard work that he's put into it, you know, actually they're rolling, but like, you know, they were successful at the beginning of last year. Correct. You know? And, you know, of course, injuries happened, COVID happened, everything, you know, ended up and they ended up being around a 500 team, you know, so he knows that, you know, you got to bring it every single week and you got to be creative and, and let Kyler go do his thing. He's got some weapons now. Rondell yeah. Moore, man, I'm a big fan of that guy. Christian playing out of his mind. Uh, you know, and I'm happy to see C. Kirk playing because I signed him at AM and just, you know, one of the greatest humans I've ever been around just to see him have success. Like, this is his money year, and I think he's going to contract after this hey, year. When so, you know your money's uh, on the line, you start to show up a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, happy for Cliff, man. I'm, I'm fired up to see where the rest of the season goes for him. Yeah, it's been fun to watch them and, and the way that they go about their business. And if it wasn't for Tom Brady going back, to uh, Foxborough yesterday, I think that should have been the national game that everyone was talking about because those two high-powered teams, two good defenses, you know, and they pretty much controlled. Aaron Donald could not catch Kyler Murray, and that was frustrating for him, and they tried to stay away from him, and even Jalen Ramsey. I mean, he didn't have his best game out there, but he was yeah. going up. He, they had some dogs on, on Arizona. They got some players on there, so. Some good football being played around the NFL. And I hope that this weekend, Saturday night at the WAC, you guys get it back going again, man. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for always taking the time, man. Appreciate it, Arch. Go there ahead. it is. Mondays. Mondays with my man, Coach Jake Spavitar. Just remember, don't believe everything you see because even salt looks like sugar. Peace.